Super stoked about this one. It is PFT Commenter, the co-host of the number one sports podcast in America, Pardon My Take. He joins the show to talk Michigan State basketball, their game against James Madison, Michigan State football. It's a hoot and a half. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. Look, we all know why you're here. It's to hear from PFT commenter of Pardon My Take. Yes, he joins today's show. I'm just as shocked as all of you are, but yeah, it was a great 20 minute conversation. We start with Michigan state basketball and the whole reason for getting him on the show was to talk about his alma mater, James Madison and their basketball team. And we sprinkle some basketball, some football talk in there as well. And just like I said, you guys are here for PFT commenter. So let's just get to him right now. Folks, Michigan state tips off their season against James Madison on Monday. So of course, naturally we had to get a former dog salesman, part-time virtual pilot and full-time podcaster on pardon my take. You may or may not have heard about it. It's PFT commenter PFT. Holy crap. You're here. This is amazing. How are you doing, man? You doing okay? Yeah, doing great. Um, well, physically not so good mentally, slightly better than I'm doing physically, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all right ready for basketball season to start. I'm actually very excited about this this season in college basketball, mostly because of the return of my good friend, Rick Pitino. He's going to make, yes. he's going to elevate the entire sport. So I'm very excited about that. We'll get to talk about old Italian coaches here in a hot second. But first, uh, just like we said, Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And while you're enjoying a nice, fruitful football season over there at James Madison, we are going to talk shooty hoops here. What better expert than to ask but a – alum of James Madison. What do you know about this basketball team here, PFT? Okay, so I am an expert on all things James Madison University College Basketball. And by expert, I mean um, I asked our good friend Ebo, who also went to JMU, what he thinks about this upcoming season. Um, okay. I attended upwards of five games when I was in college at JMU. Now, to be fair, we were a very, very bad team for okay. most of my adult life. I think we made we made the tournament in 1994 – when Lefty Drizel was our head coach, I think he was there at the time. And then we made the the tournament, I think, in like 2015, and we got smoked by like 50 points by Indiana. So Jeez. now that's 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 all in the past. That's all in the past because we actually have, I think, an up and coming program right now. We're in the Sun Belt. I think um, we're still ineligible for postseason play, not only in football but also in basketball. Um, but it's about building the program up right now. And we have Terrence Edwards, who I think many people are saying is the best two-way player in the Sunbelt Conference. So um, I, I'm i excited about this game. I'm a little disappointed that it seems disrespectful to James Madison University that you didn't schedule us on an aircraft carrier. I thought That's that true. maybe that would be the carrier game. You maybe float one out there on Lake Michigan. I don't know why we'd need an aircraft carrier on Lake Michigan, but um, just for <laughs> just to play sports on, really. They should put one out there. Why not? Maybe there's going to be another Chinese spy balloon that flies over Lake Michigan. I don't know. You, you never know. But so between the disrespect of not making this an aircraft carrier game and also you guys don't have any postseason eligibility, is this Monday night your essential March madness? I mean, is is yeah. this it? Are you guys starting off with all the marbles on the table here? This is our Super Bowl. 
Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. We had a big game a couple years ago. We beat UVA at home. That was our Super Bowl that year. Uh, but yeah, if we can, if we cover the spread against Michigan State, I'm going to consider okay. that a postseason win for us. Yeah, I, why wouldn't you print the t-shirts? Let's get it popping. Um, so let's talk about just you know you mentioned Rick Pitino, but hey, there's another older coach around these parts, Tom Izzo, and you guys have had some takes on him or squatting on takes. You go back and forth with this. Tom Izzo overrated. But I just went back and listened to your post-game episode from their win over Marquette, where you say he's actually underrated because he's got so overrated. I'm getting a little dizzy yeah. right now just saying all this. But, like, where does Tom Izzo sit with you just mentally? That That is the take game, man. I'm telling you. Like, it's it's so funny how, how sports media does it. So back in yeah. 20 – I think it was 2016 or 2017, I just decided I was going to be the first person to say that he was overrated for okay. no reason other than to be the first one to say it. Sure. Uh, and, yeah, that's what we call squatting on a take. It's like I don't believe this now, but I want to say it. And then eventually if I wait long enough, I'll be right about it. Uh, and then th- everyone started to catch up to the Tom Izzo overrated take. And then you got to switch back on him and be like, no, 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 no. He's he's actually underrated right now because of how overrated he got. And now it's like he's flying under the radar a little bit. Um, I think that Tom Izzo is a uh, probably one of the top five basketball coaches of the last 30 years. I would definitely put him in the top five there. Um, Thanks. And it's Sweet. could that could that be overrated if you're in the top five of the last 30 years? Well, yes, it could because we put him in the top five. So then when he doesn't live up to his standard, therefore he's overrated now. So it's a fun game that we play where uh, in sports media you make yourself the story and like your brain becomes the entire world. And so you get to like lash out at coaches who are very, very good that didn't li- leave up to the expectations that you set for them in the first place. But is he still Mr. March? Like, did, did last Mr. March also yeah. save the Mr. March moniker? Like, or or is he starting to lose grip on that? No, he's Mr. March for sure. He's not Mr. Okay. April. Ideally, you'd want a guy who's Mr. April, yeah. but he is Mr. March. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's John Rossi. He says like January, February, Izzo, right? Oh it my should... God. Oh, we all say it around here. It's the best <laughs> motto of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it should be January, February, March, Izzo. Ideally, that's what you'd like. You want a guy that that only wins in uh, in April, but yeah, I, I'd say that he's still Mister March for sure. He'll win. Tom Izzo will win one game in the NCAA tournament every single year for the rest of my life until the day he passes away. He could be ninety nine right. years old and he's still going to win his his first round game. That's probably how long he's going to be on the bench for too. So he's got like that Supreme Court justice sentence here. He ain't leaving until he's uh, kicked the bucket here. But yeah. What I actually think I, I think Sorry. that Jim Beheim is going to uh, so Beheim is transitioning into his his career in media. I think if there's one yes. guy that's cut out for media, it's definitely Jim Beheim. Um, but he's one of those guys that has like three friends, and mm-hmm. they're all basketball coaches, and they all hate each other, but yeah. they're friends. Uh, so it's like him, Coach K, Izzo. I feel like there's uh, mutual respect there. And they're not what you and I would think of as being friends, but they're as close to friends as you can get if you're mm-hmm. a complete and total psycho who only cares about coaching basketball. So I think I think that Jim Beheim being in the media will be good for Izzo because he's going to be gassing him up. Izzo is – you know what? Izzo is about to become overrated again this year because Beheim's going to be gassing him up so hard. It's that and like the top five preseason ranking as well. So with those two combined, with the forces of Jim Beheim, what the AP voters think of Michigan State, what does Michigan State have to do this year 
to meet expectations and have Izzo not in the overrated camp by the end of the season. Is it a Final Four? Is it more than that? Or is it just a few March Madness games and some quippy little quotes during the season? Right, some quippy quotes would be good. I'd like it if you like uh, pulled a chair out from underneath one of his players who was trying to sit down on the bench and made him okay. fall on his tailbone. That would be cool. And yeah. then yelled at him. And then after the game, the player addressed the media and said, you know what, I really – I'm glad that, that Coach Izzo did that. It's a good lesson that he taught me. And then Draymond Green's like, yeah, Coach Izzo used to do this to me all the time. He's a great coach if you can handle playing for him. I want to see some of those stories come back up. It is funny when when people, like, wring their hands about a coach coaching his players hard. It's like, well, yeah, yeah that's kind of – that's the nature of the beast. If you don't How like it, then goes. You, you probably don't like sports if you don't like a, a, a guy, like, that gets intense during games, right? Um, but for Izzo himself, I would say – it's very easy. He needs to win two games in the tournament, okay. and he needs to – no, no, he needs to win three games, but he has to cover all three of them. He has to cover the spread wow, okay. in the tournament, and then we'll be like, oh, my God, Tom Izzo is a god. Perfect. It's I, okay, essentially we can a bribe. It's like if he wins me yeah. money, then I'm going to like him. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, there we go. Plenty more to come with Mr. Commenter, but first need to talk your ear off about Athletic Brewing Company because now is your game changer of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like all of you on Twitter that tweeted at PFT Commenter to, hey, join Lockdown Spartans, go on the show, do it, man. It's a you guys are the game changer of the week, just like Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Now, whether it's game day coming up or, hey, the post game where, oh my God, you could really use a stiff one after that well go for athletic brewing company because these are some of the best tasting beers that you will have we have the ipa in our fridge almost constantly and the best part with athletic brewing company is like i said non-alcoholic so you are waking up the next morning after putting a few back or even just one in your old age like me sometimes that could sideline you but not with athletic you wake up no hangovers whatsoever. You are feeling like a million bucks after a night or a day with Athletic Brewing. First-time customers can also use code Locked On at athleticbrewing.com for 15% off of your first online order. Again, that is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Also need to talk your ear off about eBay Motors, the best in the game. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, or some combination of the three, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or it's your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Do you mind talking football here for a little bit? I know we had you on to talk a little bit yeah. of uh, shooty hoops here, but let's just move on to football because, like, look, PFT, I, I hate to, you know, such an esteemed guest to, like, somewhat bring up bad times here but your Washington commanders sometimes seasons don't go great you know over here in East Lansing um 
Things aren't, things aren't great, man. Uh, things are actually pretty horrible. What advice do you have for state fans like us that still have three games left on this season as we just – because it's not like we're looking forward to draft picks or anything like that. Yeah. Like we're in the middle of a coaching search, which is fun, but is that all we can hang our hat on or is there something else that we can like use as our guiding light here? Hmm. Well, I mean, you can always blame the University of Michigan. You, that's a very oh, easy so, thing oh, for you to yeah. do. It's just be oh, like God, we yeah. would be we'd be the best team in the Big Ten if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Jim Harbaugh and Connor Stallions videotaping all our practices. You got that's it. A, that's yeah. an easy thing you can go to. Also, we have some common ground. So what I've done is uh, I found that it's very it takes a little bit of the sting off if I set tweet alerts and notifications for Magic Johnson. So he mm. is the partial <laughs> owner of the Commanders. He's a legend of your program. Um, just like get don't watch the games. Get your results from Magic afterwards, and he'll in his tweets will be like, "Oh, you know, unfortunately, my team, the Washington Commanders, uh, lost by 20 to the New England Patriots. That's not going to work. Uh, it's hard to beat the New England Patriots when you can't score more than 17 points. That's what I'm fully expecting to get from Magic on Monday. Um, he'll probably fire up his Twitter and keep you updated on everything that goes on with with yeah. your football team as well. So it's just it's easier reading the box score from Magic Johnson than it is." actually watching the games and feeling the sting and feeling like a loser for getting the worst is we talked about this in part of my take, but the worst is like every Sunday morning I wake up and I put on my Washington commander's hat and I put on okay. my Washington commander's shirt and I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, well, looks like I'm just going to be a loser again today, but it's something that I got to do. So same thing like on game day, it's gotta be tough. If you know, you have a bad football team, in college, like getting dressed up, going to the tailgate. It's like you, you feel bad about yourself from the get-go. But you just got to embrace every moment. You know what? It's we're, we're getting to watch football in the fall. We don't care if, if we're in like – if we fast-forward to June, I would kill for a full Sunday of football yeah. regardless of whether or not my team is going to lose, win, or just get like utterly embarrassed by a divisional foe. Um, so you got to remind yourself of that perspective, but yeah, I'd say the best advice is just letting magic tell you what the score was. You just described my Sunday mornings to a T for the last however many weeks. It's been seven weeks that we've been on this losing streak for, uh, yeah, but again, in the middle of May, I will be begging for another, Hey, I'd love to watch Iowa beat us like 16 to eight or whatever. Yeah. Let me get some advice from you, by the way, cause I'm going, okay. I'm going to go to the Iowa Northwestern game. On Saturday, lovely at Wrigley okay. Field. The over under is twenty nine and a half. I feel like yeah. I have to bet the over on this game, like a personal challenge. I was having a conversation with a buddy earlier today, and that's where I'm at as well. It's like it is. It's cute. It's fun to bet like the under of this historical total, but like no teams can possibly be that bad, right? Like even with Iowa, their backup quarterback, their best tight ends, that like it can't possibly go lower than like seventeen, fourteen, right? I. I feel like Northwestern can score some points too. And I mean, that's like a relative term. I think I feel like sure, Northwestern right. is capable of scoring 17 points in a football game. Right. I don't think that's, that's like outlandish for me to say that. And I'm going to be cheering my ass off. I'm going to be, I might just wear a shirt to the game that just says points. Like it, yeah. just make it very clear to everybody. I'd want some points. Can I cuss? Well, I, well, sure. Yeah, it's fine. I got editing software it's all it's all good okay my bad i want uh, i want some uh, f wording points <laughs> we'll edit all that out that's that's perfect excellent yeah. no but um i need some advice for you now too because 
Look, we've been talking up and down about this coaching search at Michigan State has been in for what seems like five months now. And we talk all the time about Urban Meyer. You know, that's the hot name. I actually have a buzzer on my ankle that zaps me whenever I go two hours <laughs> without talking about Urban Meyer here. So what's your thought on Urban? you think Urban Meyer in Michigan State is a match made in heaven? Or is there another candidate that you think we should have our eyes on? Or is it just... Kurt Signetti, your 62-year-old head coach Don't over James that. Madison that we could pride. No, I know. He's he's too old, which makes it perfect for you guys. Like he's 62. He's gonna be there forever. I mean, so I, I would love to believe that that you're right in that. Um I got yeah. I got I actually did get triggered when you just said like maybe Michigan State could get him. He would be a great hire. And I do think mm-hmm. that he's he's gonna get poached by West Virginia. That's my theory. Interesting. So it, okay. His dad coached at West Virginia, was a very successful coach there. He's got a lot of ties to the area. Um, it seems like if he's going to leave JMU, which I mean, there will be power five schools that try to hire him because he's one at every level. He's a Nick Saban disciple. He's actually very similar to Nick Saban in a lot of ways, like complete football psycho. Yeah. Doesn't really seem like he ever has fun until, you know, right after they win, he'll allow himself 30 seconds of fun. And then it's Perfect. back to thinking about like next week watching film. He's a great coach. And any power five school, I think, with an opening would be, would be very, very lucky to get him. Uh, but I, I think that he's probably going to end up in West Virginia, and that's going to break my heart because we're going to get his best years at James Madison uh, without being eligible for any sort of postseason bowl game experience or anything like that. So that's going to be a bummer. Maybe we can keep him. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, what was the question? I just – sorry, you triggered me when you said that you were going to hire No, you're fine. I, that, that was unfair on my part. Urban Meyer, though, like is that oh, – yeah. I mean, and someone else that we just had on, his name's John Johnson of Coronation. Great interview. But he said that we're going through our Urban Meyer phase right now because every team that needs a coach goes through this phase once in a while. And I, I want to talk myself into it not being a phase, but like, let's say it was reality. Good yeah. idea to, to bring back old Uncle Urban here to, to college football in East Lansing. I think um, if you're trying to move on past a uh, sexual harassment scandal, I think Urban Meyer is a perfect that. fit for that. I think he can turn things Thank around. You. Maybe not turn them around, um, but maybe like he, he'll confront things head on. Uh, and and what was his his keys to like a successful college football program? It was like integrity, yeah, honesty, accountability. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. he's gonna he's gonna win some games wherever he goes next if another school hires him. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Urban Meyer, you got to be very careful with Urban because he would he would win games and then he would either do something ridiculous or he would um, he would actually probably strangle Connor Stallions. If Connor Stallions showed up on a sideline that he was at, I think mm-hmm. Urban Meyer would would try to have him killed, which is maybe a good thing. Um, or you could just hire Connor, Connor Stallions. That guy right. needs his own program. That guy. Okay, say what you want about um, what Michigan's doing. Number one, uh-huh. I'm not I'm not surprised at all. Okay. You could not shock me with anything uh, about the links to which Coach Harbaugh would go to to win football games. And I like I like Coach Harbaugh. I think he's like a, a unique dude. He is um, one of the kind. He's the kind of guy that makes college sports like interesting and fun to watch and talk about. Um, he could not do anything that would surprise me in terms of like spying on people, right. sabotage. He looks at this. That is his life. Uh, but Connor Stallions, as a person, he is um, committed. He's yes. focused. Yes. He gets things done, and he's yeah. obviously very, very organized. I mean, he's got a 500-page manifesto, and we we talked about this earlier, but we should thank our lucky stars that Connor Stallions is a college football fan and did not devote all this energy he had to, like, anything else. There's a lot 
there's a lot of bad stuff that Connor Stallions could have found himself involved in, but he's at least writing a manifesto about winning college football games and not about like eco fascism. This guy's basically the Unabomber yeah. if he cared about <laughs> sports. So I, I mean, watching him show up on the sidelines, sneaking onto onto sidelines, videotaping people with his sunglasses allegedly, um, yeah. going to all these games, decoding s- signals, having printouts of what all the signals look like, and he got results like. You can say a lot of things about Connor Stallions, but he is very effective and efficient in the way that he operates. He is, and there's only two knocks against him. One is that he leaves too easy of a paper trail, clearly, as all this is coming out. And number two, his yeah. negotiation skills suck. Only 55000 like 55000 is still a good salary, but for what he was doing, like he should have had quadruple that. Like We got to get him an agent or something because fifty five k was a steal for Michigan. So yeah, that's, that's the two knocks I have on him. I agree. So, um I think his long plan was to eventually become the Michigan head coach. Uh, he yeah. had like this career map mapped out for himself. So he wanted to talk about like working his way up from being uh, an unpaid assistant to $50,000 a year. Um, the return on investment on Connor Stallions for the university of Michigan is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Right. And I'm sorry, I know we're going over 15 minutes here, but I have one more question here. And this sure. is just selfishly about us state fans, but with Connor Stallions, this whole soccer going on in Michigan, Despite a season that is not going well for Michigan State, is this still like almost a best case scenario? Seeing our rival march their way to a national championship game, but look, this investigation is going to wrap up in 2029. We already know this, but like, yeah, we have the right to just say the word asterisk whenever yeah. it's brought up to us. Like, we're we're bulletproof in all this. Like, this is kind of fun. Unless it I'm is, reading this wrong. No, it it, it is good uh, in a, in a sick, twisted way. Uh, yeah. I love it when the Dallas Cowboys lose in playoffs. That's yeah, that's, that's incredible for me. <laughs> Like if my commanders are going to stink, then I want my rivals to do something that's even more embarrassing. So yeah, I th- I think you are kind of in a good position where if Michigan, if you don't want them to win the championship, that I think that you could say right. asterisks to everything. You don't want to give them that joy because what will happen? I work around a lot of Michigan men. They'll mm-hmm. just say like they hate us because they ain't us. They're out to get us. They'll roll that playbook out, and you don't yeah. want them to be able to walk around puffing their chest out for a while. Uh, but you do have to enjoy how ridiculous this scandal is. And at the end of the day, you can say, we're not Michigan. We're Michigan State. We don't tolerate that sort of thing. You can act like you're morally superior to yeah. them. And that's that's, that's right. going to be your own personal college football playoff this year. Especially when Urban Meyer doesn't come here. We can say, oh, we didn't want him anyway because we have integrity. This is this is, yeah. this is setting up nice despite just every burning around us build, every building around us burning down. This is yeah, you could say dodge the bullet. Dodge a bullet with Urban Dodge a bullet because we have ethics over here. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. PFT, this has been amazing. We've been really blessed to have some great guests in the past year, but I got to say, like, th- this is at the very top for me, you know, not to butter you up at the end of this interview. I guess I should have done this before we started recording, but man, this has been awesome. And usually I ask guests if they want to plug anything, but it seems kind of ridiculous because you guys have the number one sports podcast. But hey, anything you want to plug, uh, Mr. Commenter? I'd like to plug Locked On Spartans podcast. Wow, let's go. <laughs> Download, subscribe, leave a five-star review for it. Great podcast. If I, The only place I ever go for my Spartans coverage is Locked On Spartans. If you don't think I'm not clipping that and then tweeting that out <laughs> every hour for the next month, you're out of your mind. But no, really, truly, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Gang, we'll be back. We'll be talking a little bit more about this game on Monday here in a hot second. Huge thanks, obviously, to PFT Commentary for hopping on. But also, I want to reiterate all of you guys as well, especially the ones on Twitter. Like, look, I just threw an invite out to PFT, who has a million followers on Twitter, with a zero 
0.001% chance that he would even see it. But you guys keep bringing it up, tagging him and all that. I don't know if it made a difference. I like to think that it did, but yeah, you guys are awesome. So really do appreciate all your support as usual. That was a, that was a special interview for me. I, I listen to these guys constantly. So that was a really cool conversation to have. We're going to get into the mix here with Monday's game in a hot segment, but first need to talk your ears off about prize picks, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Now we've been talking up and down about prize picks for the last few weeks here because Hey, not only are they just a great partner of this show, but it's a lot of fun to play gang. If you don't know how to play prize picks, let me just give you the simple breakdown. Take some NHL players, some NBA players, some NFL players. You can mix and match. Put a few from each sport on one card. You look at their projected stats. You guess, well, are they going to go over that number or under that number? String enough together and you can multiply your money times 25. It is truly that simple. Sometimes I'll just crash on the couch make my picks in about 51 seconds, and then bada-boom, bada-bing, I can turn $5 into $50. It's really keeping you glued to games that you otherwise like don't even care about, quite frankly. So it is a game changer for sports watching. Also, they want to be a game changer as well because they want to keep you winning right off the bat. Go to Sorry, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. And let's get a little more into the game here on Monday. I know a few days away, depending on when you listen to this, but let's just let this be our game preview here. And we did talk about it a little bit, obviously, with PFT Commenter, but Let's get a little more into the nitty-gritty about these Dukes. Now, Bart Torvik, that's right. If there's a Lockdown Spartans drinking game, it's drink every time I mention BartTorvik.com during the basketball season because they are essentially our Bible for all things simple stats or advanced analytics. Bart Torvik is a great website. But what are they expecting on Monday night? Let's just get this out of the way right now. They are expecting a Michigan State victory 81 to 67. So the projected spread being about 14 and a half points, if that's something you're interested in. But yes, that is the expected victory for Michigan State. Now, a little bit about James Madison. They are replacing three of their top four scores from last year. And offensive efficiency expected to be in the top 100. They don't take a lot of three-pointers. They do like to play fast. More on that later. But like I just said, Three of their four scores have to be replaced. Now that's two, three, and four. They are returning their number one guy from last year. This is a guy already mentioned in this episode. It is Terrence Edwards. And no, PFT was not doing a bit when he said that this is probably the best two-way player in the Sun Belt. Like, no, Terrence Edwards is the real deal. This guy, six foot six, plays guard, wing. He just plays basketball. You know, a little bit of positionless action for him. 45% shooter from three, but... Like we said, James Madison as a whole doesn't take a lot of threes. He's the best on their team, and he can get a lot done defensively and offensively all over the court as well. Again, six foot six, Terrence Edwards. So you expect maybe a a cocktail of Jaden Akins to be thrown on him, maybe AJ Hogard for a little bit. I will see what Cohen Carr can do holding up against him. But kind of like what Michigan State did against, you know, decently sized wings last year. They're going to get the full menu, maybe even some Tyson Walker in the mix as well. I mean, that's something that we were not strangers to at all last year. Other key players to watch out for on the Dukes, Julian Wooden, uh, six foot eight wing. He shoots 38% from three. He's their only other somewhat three-point threat. 
And now that I've just said that out loud, James Madison is going to shoot 15 of 20 from three-point land, but I digress. But yes, yeah, six foot eight wing, he's the other offensive threat that you have to watch out for. And maybe you know you see Malik Hall or again Malik Carr. Uh, yeah, Malik Carr on him. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Malik Carr. Cohen Carr on him. Oh, that's gonna be a fun one to deal with this basketball season. Hopefully I can stay sharp. But yes, Cohen Carr on the six foot eight wing, or maybe even you just see what Xavier Booker has to give you because a lot of these lineups that James Madison will throw out there are these small ball lineups. So maybe this is something that Michigan state counters with James Madison, small ball to Michigan state, small ball. But if they're not playing small, they have big man, TJ Bickerstaff out there, six foot nine transfer center is what we'll call him. Maybe a power forward, but the biggest guy they have on their team that will be playing a good chunk of minutes. TJ Bickerstaff transfer from Boston college. Averaged like five points there last year, 18 minutes a game. So this isn't like a Cliff Amarui that we're playing against, but it is, you know, size-wise a formidable big man, especially with Michigan State, who's only down to two centers with Mati Sissoko and Carson Cooper. Now, what can we learn early on in a game like this against James Madison, against a team Michigan State expects to beat? I mean, look, this isn't a Hillsdale where they're expected to beat by 50 points, but look, you still can learn a lot from this team. like. We talked about what does James Madison like to do? Well, last year they were 35th in the nation in tempo. They do like to play fast. And this is something that Michigan state wants to do. And no, that's not just me just spewing that off randomly. That is something that Tom Izzo has talked about, especially after the Hillsdale game that he wants Michigan state running up and down the court some more. And that's for a few reasons. One, that's where Michigan state has found a lot of success under Tom Izzo, but two, more importantly, Unlike last year, where you have a very, very short roster, and I don't mean height-wise, I mean just actual bodies you could play-wise, Michigan State has a surplus of guys they could throw on the court here. So let's do some hockey shifts. Let's burn off those legs. Let's go up and down, up and down until you can't do it anymore. And, well, James Madison is going to be a team that absolutely mirrors that, if it's going to be anywhere close to what they were last year. And with that, it will be interesting to see how the freshmen hold up. And... That goes back to the Hillsdale game, the post game, uh, where Tom Izzo said that, just to point one out, Xavier Booker, he was dying at the end of warm-ups. So, yes, the college game, a little different than the high school game, the AAU circuit. So it'll be interesting to see how Cohen Carr does, Jeremy Fear, Xavier Booker, Garrick Norman in this up-and-down game it could possibly turn into. And also, something within the running game, the fast break game. How does Michigan State look without Joey Hauser being your pop-out three-point guy as well? I mean, that's something he made a knack of. All right, the boys are storming down the court. Hi, my name is Joey Hauser. I'm going to just trickle on over here to this baseline, and I'm just going to shoot a smooth, like, what was it, 43% from three, or maybe it was even higher last year, but that's gone. Who's going to be that guy? Is there going to be a clean-cut replacement of who's going to be that pop-out three-point guy, or will it be a different attack on the fast break? Now, of course, we got to see what Michigan State looks like in the small ball, and that is by way of there only being two centers, just Carson Cooper, Mati Sissoko, or also, like we talked about, James Madison also does fancy themselves some small ball action as well. Gang, of course, there is a game that we might be more interested in between now and Monday. It is the football game on Saturday. If you want any previews, yesterday, I talked with Chase Glasser of Spartans Illustrated. The day before that, John Johnson of Coordination, a great Nebraska content creation machine over there. So go feast your eyes and ears on that if you're interested in the football game as well. But hey, until then, we'll do a little short breakdown after the football game tomorrow on Saturday. And then this will be right here what you're listening to or just listen to your basketball preview episode. And then we'll hit it all again next week because we do this five days a week here on Locked on Spartans. Gang, 
Enjoy your weekend. You guys are truly the best. Love you all. Go green.